true, Max. Really? You mean you have to tell the truth? Yes. No matter what? No matter what? Is wrestling real? In the Olympics, yes. On Channel 23, no. Will sitting too close to the TV set make me go blind? Not in a million years. If I keep making this face, will it get stuck that way? Uh-uh. In fact, some people make a good living that way. Now listen, Max. You've got to do something for me. I need you to take back that wish. So you can lie? Yes. But not to you. You see, Max, sometimes grown-ups need to lie. <laughs> it's hard to explain, but if... Look, here's a good example. When your mommy was pregnant with you, she gained a good 40 pounds. There was nothing she wouldn't eat, and Daddy was scared. But when she'd ask me, how do I look? I'd say, honey, you look great. You're beautiful. You're glowing. If I'd have told Mommy she looked like a cow, it would have hurt her feelings. Understand? teacher tells me real beauty's on the inside. That's just something ugly people say. Max, no one can survive in the adult world if they have to stick to the truth. I could lose my case, I could lose my promotion, I could even lose my job. Now I need your help, Max, okay? Okay, now do whatever you did last night, only this time, make it an unwish. Excellent! Yeah, I just need a little test. Another day, lying hurts, right? First lesson. Hey, I'm Pastor Bob, lead pastor here at, uh, at Christ Church. Uh, shout out to the upper room. Glad you guys are with us up there today. And to uh, lots of folks. We have lots of folks each week uh, who are with us online. So we're glad that uh, you guys are with us today uh, as well. Well, we continue in our series, uh, My Big Fat Mouth. And uh, yeah, I brought the, the Big Fat Mouth la 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 thing back. Because uh, I don't know about you, but I just missed it last week, so I brought it back. That was just kind of my selfish thing, so I hope you enjoyed it again. But uh, anyway, we're going to move to uh, talking about uh, lying uh, today. And let's just get it out there. Let's be truthful today. Uh, how many people have ever in your lifetime uh, told a lie? All right, keep your hands up. All right, keep your hands up. If you have somebody sitting next to you or near you, look at them right now and say, you've got to be lying. Okay, right? I mean, okay, you can put them down, right? Uh, I mean, I mean the, the truth is, the truth is that, that, I mean, this is just part of our broken nature, uh, and it's also part of our uh, broken culture. Uh, think with me for a minute about the culture that we live in and the evidence uh, of just lying and how lying uh, is, is everyday uh, experience, right? Uh, so Pastor Andrew shared with you uh, last week that one of the things that frustrated him uh, about uh, criticizing was the, the political season and the commercials. Uh, I follow up on that with that same example, only what frustrates me even more than the criticizing is just the out-and-out out blatant lying, right? When, I mean, you're, you're listening to a commercial, and if it's this person you support in particular, you listen to what they say, and you just... You just that's just a lie, right? 
And, and they get to do that, right? They get to do that over and over again. And, and you're just like, you've got to be kidding me. That, I just know this person. That I'm a pretty informed voter. That's just not true. But somehow, that's culturally uh, accepted for us, that, that lying uh, is just part of our experience. I give you another evidence of that. Uh, I listen to uh, talk radio when I'm in the car. Uh, so I listen to a lot of talk radio. And uh, there's ads on the radio that, uh, for instance, there's one ad on the radio that says, listen, you need to bring your car to my uh, service center to service your car because everybody else out there is probably lying to you about what you need done in your car. But me, I will tell you the truth. Have you heard that ad? Nobody else has heard that ad, right? But there's, what are they doing? They're selling you, you know, their service center because they are the only one in town that is going to tell you uh, the truth, right? It's not just, you know, automobile uh, dealerships, and we've got those, and some of those folks are members here, and they're truthful people, so hear that loud. But uh, it's not just that. It's like there's another one out there about uh, investment, right, an investment broker. There's another ad that just says, you know, come to our place because we're going to do what's best for you. We're going to tell you the truth, and we're not going to sell you something just because we want to win a cruise to Cancun if we sell more product, right? No, we're going to tell you the truth and do what's best for you. See, our culture, our culture around us every single day is accepting uh, of the activity and the nature of just living in the midst of lies. We even have, and I put it on the screen here, we even have this thing called fact-checkers. Now, think about the Pinocchio fact-checker. When you look at the Pinocchio fact-checker, at the bottom at least, how many Pinocchios are there? Four. Thank you. That means it's not just one Pinocchio like at the top, right? It's either a lie or it isn't a lie. Now we're going to tell you if it is a lie, how big or how little a lie it is. How weird is that? I mean, a lie is a lie. Now, no, we get the fact here, this is a small lie. In fact, we even get phrases in our culture, and we accept the phrase, and we accept the behavior, and we justify the behavior because we say, after all, it's just a little, what color? White lie, <laughs> right? See how that works for us? And, and we fall into the experience of our culture that somehow lying is just, well, it's just the way it is. And we can see the evidence that it is the way it is in all kinds of places. Uh, they did a study, and that study said that 60% of the people you meet will lie every 10 minutes. Does that surprise anybody? Every 10 minutes, that somehow they will lie, exaggerate, you know, the fish was really this big, but no, it's really that big, you know what I mean? Right? That, that we get captured in some framework of exaggeration or just blatant lying, right? Uh, they also found out that uh, when people do their resumes, 58% of the people put something on there that just simply isn't truthful, right? Uh, and for you online people that are looking for someone, 90% uh, of the people lie on their profiles for online dating. And then 68% embellish, exaggerate out there in social media and Facebook land and all those kind of places, right? Uh, and it's just... Uh, well, it's really difficult for us uh, because we have, to, we have to try to discern truth 
from the lie. Now, what's interesting is the study also showed that 54% of us have a pretty good sense when somebody is lying to us. That's kind of weird because so often when we tell a lie, we turn around and walk away and go, yeah, got away with that one. When in reality, 54% of the time, yeah, you probably didn't. You probably didn't. The big challenge for us is if you're a Christ follower already, right? If, if Jesus is already Lord and you say, yep, I'm doing it his way, I'm going to live life uh, his way, uh, you need to know that you have a God who is a God of truth. And when you're a God of truth, you have a certain attitude toward the experience of lying. Uh, it's captured in the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is just a great Old Testament book of wisdom. If you're a believer, read it. If you're not a believer, read it anyway, uh, because it's just got a lot of great wisdom stuff uh, in it. And uh, here is one of those wisdom statements uh, about lying. And what it tells us is God's heart and God's attitude toward that experience when we use our big, bat, fat mouths in a way that emits that lie, right? Uh, Ephesians, or Proverbs says, there are six things the Lord hates. No, no, wait a minute, seven. I love that. There are six things the Lord hates. Oh, wait, seven, one more. Seven things that he detests, right? So this is stuff he detests. He just, this is really urgent to his heart in the dislike category, right? He detests these things. Haughty eyes, and say it with me, a lying tongue, right? Look what comes right after a lying tongue. Hands that kill the innocent. He puts lying in the same category with murder. That's pretty heavy. That's how, how serious this is for us uh, as, as Christ followers. Because we have a God of truth. And, and when he looks at that behavior in his life, it breaks his heart. He detests that behavior uh, in our lives. It's not just this verse. It's also Proverbs 12. It says the Lord detests uh, lying lips. Now, in this series, we've been, been, been uh, always coming back to each week the, the basic principle that says what's, what's in our minds and on our hearts, right, uh, is what ultimately emits and comes out of, uh, out of our mouths, right? And so we need, to, we need to have that mind of Christ, right? We need to change our mind and hearts, let him overwhelm that, so what comes out of our minds is reflective of him and not of our old nature. And uh, the, the Apostle Paul, Pastor Paul, uh, who founded a church in Colossae, uh, he wrote to those Christians in Colossae and talked to them about this lying, but also about the experience of being able to put on that new, that new mind of Christ, right? He refers to it as a nature, put on a new nature, right? It's uh, in Colossians 3 here. And notice he connects this putting on the new nature with what comes out of our mouths in terms of lying, right? So right away he makes this statement and says, don't lie to each other. Pretty straightforward stuff. Don't lie to each other. For you've stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed, we could say in your mind, right, in your heart. 
put on that new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. What did we just learn about him? He is absolute truth. What do we need to grow to become like him? Live in absolute truth. How do we do that? Well, we need to change our nature. We need to change our, our minds, our hearts. We, we need to be able to, to move toward him. Now, the trouble with lying is the direction uh, is the opposite, right? If we look at John, one of Jesus' followers and apostles, he wrote the Gospel of John, his testimony about Jesus in his own life, right? The experience of Jesus, the Gospel of John. He also wrote a couple letters, and in the, his first letter, he says, But you are not like that, for the Holy One has given you, talking about Christ followers, has given you his Spirit, and all of you know what? We know the truth, right? We know the truth. So I'm writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because, here's the crux of it, but because you know the difference between truth and lies. What happens in your mind in those seconds before you start exaggerating or speaking a lie? What happens in your head, in your heart? What happens in those brief, brief seconds before that stuff actually comes out of your mouth? Aren't you at the precise point that John is talking about right here? You know the truth, and yet you're drawn to speak an untruth and speak a lie. But you're at a point where you can change your mind about what you speak. Why is this important? Because when you give in and when you speak the lie, you move away from your identity of being close to the truth and and the father of truth, and you step the other way and become closer to the father of lies. John also describes that, right? He says... Why is my language not clear to you? Why don't you understand this? Because you you just are unable to hear what I'm saying. Why? Because you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. You see, the native language of the evil one, the native language of of evil loose in the world is what? Lies. And when you speak lie, when when you don't make that moment in your mind and say, no, Holy Spirit, I'm going your way, and instead you go the other way, and you let exaggeration and lie come out of that mouth of yours, you just move closer, not to your heavenly Father, but to the father of lies. And the risk is you'll begin to speak his native language. Isn't it true that when you tell a lie, it's easier to tell another one? Isn't it true that when you tell a lie, often because you don't want to get captured in the lie, you end up telling another lie to preserve the original lie. You see how it leads you down the path so that all of a sudden your native language is not the truth, 
but your native language is the father of lies. So let's talk some truth. What is your native language? As you sit here this morning and you think about your last week and your last month and your life, where you are right now in life, be truthful. What is your native language? Which language do you speak most often? How often, every 10 minutes, how often do you simply lie, exaggerate to others? Or how about how often do you simply get captured in lying to yourself? And have you ever noticed that the more often that you lie to yourself, the more that you think the lie becomes the truth? Right? That you tell yourself the lie so often that somehow you think that is exactly the truth? Or you're simply living some kind of lie. That you tell yourself, listen, I can control alcohol. It's no big deal. I got it under control. And yet you go down in your man cave and you sleep in your recliner all night because you can't make it up the stairs. Or you convince yourself, really, our marriage is just going through a little difficult time, but we're fine. It's going to be good. There's no real issue here. And the reality is your marriage really is in, in, a, in a problem place, and you need to deal with it. Or you look at your kids, and you say, ah, they're just teenagers. That's what teenagers do. They're just being kids. Kids are kids, you know, after all. They're just being teenagers. And you look the other way, and you let them live into the lie, and all of a sudden they become adults and you don't know who they are. Let's talk some truth. What is your native language? It is a difficult truth for us. But it's a truth that we can talk about because we know another truth. We know another truth. Scripture says, that same John says, and I will ask the Father and he'll give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit and he's going to do what? He's going to lead you into all truth. That's why this morning I can share with you the truth. Here's the truth. Jesus Christ died for our lies. And every part of your life that has moved closer to the prince of darkness and the father of lies, he died to rescue you and to bring you back to the truth. That's the truth. The truth is Jesus Christ gave up his life so this morning you could sit in this room and you could hear that simple truth that you no longer need to lead, live the lie. You don't need to be captured by the lie. You don't need to keep telling the lie, supporting the lie. You can let go of all of the lies that have ever been in your life. And when all of us raised our hand this morning, this goes for all of us, remember? Because we've all been there, we've all done that, and we all need the forgiveness that Jesus Christ won for us. And that's the truth. He freely, willingly gives it to us. And today is a new day. 
We don't need to live in the father of lies. We can speak a different native language, the native language of our heavenly father, and just live into the truth. We can live into the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. And what you're hearing this morning, it may not be easy for some of you. But it's the truth. And the truth is going to change your life. Because if you stay in the lies, the lies are going to destroy. Have you ever noticed how lies somehow always come out? And when those lies come out, does anybody hear the lie and it finally gets exposed and somebody say, Woohoo, boy, that feels good. When the lie comes out, it always hurts and it always kills. Amen? When the lie comes out, it's always destructive. You may tell the lie because you want to protect somebody and please somebody, but ultimately you're just buying into destruction. You're just hurting them even deeper. It doesn't heal. It doesn't help. The only thing we have is truth. And the truth is, Jesus Christ died so you can be forgiven and give up all the lies. And you can live into the truth. Now, now here's some great things about the truth. You ready for some upside? Here's some great things about the truth. The truth is just easier. I love this about the truth. Living the truth is just simply easier. How many times have you told a lie, and then you get captured by that lie, and you have to remember, let's see, who did I tell that lie to, and who did I tell that lie to, and let's see, which one did I... And you get captured by the lies so that you got to always be thinking about and protecting yourself, and it leads you to another lie. The truth is just easier. It's just easier. It's always the same. It never changes. It's just the truth. It's just easier. Paul, Pastor Paul, writes to the Philippians. He says, listen, brothers and sisters, Christ followers, let me give you one final thing here. Fix your thoughts on what is true, right? Get your mind, your heart, fix yourself on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about those things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice, so live out the truth, right? Keep putting in practice all that you've learned, received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then, then when you do that, when you just live the truth, the God of peace will be with you. When you live the truth, it's just easier and it's so much more peaceful. It's so much more life-giving. Just living the truth. Because it doesn't change. You don't have to keep track of what you said to this one or that one. You just speak the truth. The truth is not only easier, but it just keeps you standing. It, it keeps you standing in the right place. Right? The Apostle Paul, Pastor Paul, wrote to that church in Ephesus those Christians there, and he talked to them about putting on the armor of God, right? What do you need to wear every day to be able to survive out there in that world, right? And when it comes to the world, we already discovered the Pinocchios, and they, they lend themselves to the lies, right? And so he understands that. So when he's describing what you need to wear, he says in verse 14, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth, Right? Put on the belt of truth and the body, uh, body armor of God's righteousness. And when you do that, you're just going to be able to stand. Right? You can stand in the midst of all the lies that everybody else is spreading. 
And even if they're lies that are about you, you can still stand because you know the truth. You can just stand up, stand there, gird it up with that belt of truth, and be able to take whatever darts and arrows the evil one says by the virtue of other people's rumors and lies because you simply know the truth. The truth is easier, and the truth just lets you stand. And lavish truth gives you a freedom that lies just don't have. Lies capture, lies imprison, lies lock you up. Lavish truth sets you free. You can live above the lies and just live in the freedom of being truthful. Right? You know, maybe if you're a Christ follower, John again, right? And he quotes Jesus and says, uh, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples who remain faithful in my teachings, and you'll know the truth, and the truth is going to do what? The truth will set you free. I love free. You like free? Free is good, right? The truth sets you free. You see, when you, when you just live in lavish truth, you, you, you get to rise above, you get to stand. It's just a whole lot easier, Right? And lavish truth becomes our invitation to the non-believers around us. When you're at work, when you're out there in the world, and we know we've already discovered the Pinocchios of the world, right? When, when that culture of lies is taking place, you get to stand in the midst of that, and you get to be the person that other people talk about and say, they're always honest. They always tell the truth. You can go talk to this person because you're always going to get the honest, truthful answer from that person. This is the person you want to be, right? This is the person that God creates us to be. So that when we change our mind, we change our hearts, we start living into the truth, that's going to emanate from us and people are going to come to us because of it. Because they know what they get with us. They get the truth. How do they get the truth? They get the truth in the language of not only truth, but love. When we speak that truth, we don't speak the truth harshly. We don't speak the truth because we want to get a pound of flesh. We speak the truth because we speak that truth in the language that is compassionate and loving. Why? Because we just did it this morning. We just spoke a truth this morning that Jesus Christ died and he died to take away all the lies and to free us from the guilt of all that past and to make us a new person. That's the truth, and it's a whole lot of love. We speak the truth, but we speak that truth in words of love. Paul says, instead, we will speak the truth, and we're going to speak that truth in love. Our culture may be captured by the Pinocchios, of lies. But we're people who are set free to stand up and just do it easier by always speaking the truth and speaking that truth in an impactful but loving way into the lives of others. And that becomes our invitation. And so Paul, Pastor Paul, writes to that church, those Christians in Ephesus, and says, listen, since you've heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, Throw off that sinful nature, the former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception, lies. Instead, 
Let the Spirit renew your thoughts, mind, right? Renew your thoughts and attitudes, heart. Put on your new nature created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies and what? Let us tell our neighbors the truth. It's so easy. It's so easy. The next time, the next time in those few seconds that that battle goes on in your mind, just stop and let the Holy Spirit inform your mouth so you don't get captured by the father of lies, but you stay simply in the truth. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. Uh, we all put our hands up, Lord. Uh, we, we know our brokenness. We know our weaknesses. We know how easy it is uh, to get captured in a lie. Uh, so, Lord, we, we come to you today humble. We come to you uh, honest, truthful, and repentant. Forgive us, Lord. Uh, forgive us in this moment uh, for all those words of the past, all those lies that have captured us. And help us from this day forward to have that mind of Christ, that heart of compassion. Help us to speak that truth into our own hearts and minds and especially into the lives of others. Speak that truth and to do it in all kinds of love. So, Lord, we thank you this morning that we are not like the world. We know the difference between truth and lies. And so today, as we go forward, we rely upon you to empower us not only to forgive us and make us new, but to empower us to stand in the midst of this world and to speak that truth and help others to know that they can be free and forgiven. So, Lord, we commit this to you now, asking for your Holy Spirit to invade us once again through Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our truth. Amen. Freedom. 
Yeah, that was good. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I hope you heard Mercy's Waiting. Uh, Mercy's Waiting, not simply on the other side, but it's waiting right here. It's waiting at the table in the simple gifts of bread and wine. Uh, when Jesus says, I forgive you, you're new, you belong to me from this day forward, uh, and life is going to be different. He came into this world, he gathered a table with his disciples, he took some bread. He gave thanks, he broke it, he gave it to him and said, Take and eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Then again, after his supper, he took a cup, gave thanks, gave it for all to drink, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup's new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. In these gifts, we have that very presence of Jesus. We have that forgiveness that he won for us on the cross, that as we come forward and we simply believe those words that this is given and shed for the forgiveness of our sins, we have exactly what those words proclaim. If you want to receive Jesus today, if you want to let go of the old life and put on that new nature, uh, he's here for you and will you invite everybody uh, to come to the table. If you're not sure you're ready for him yet in that way, that's okay. Uh, just stay in your chairs, but we hope you keep coming here. We know God has great things in store for you. We want to share those things with you. Um, but if you want to receive Jesus today, everybody is welcome. Would our helpers come forward, please? As our helpers come up, we'll remind you that our hosts will excuse you from the back of the room to the front of the room. Uh, as you come forward, one of our helpers will be there with the bread. Uh, just receive the bread and eat it. Next to them, there'll be a person with a basket of small glasses. Receive the glass. Uh, go to a chalice. There'll be two at each station. So don't stay in line. Just go to the chalice that's open. A wine will be poured in. Uh, there'll be a basket at the end uh, for your empty glasses. Uh, if for health reasons you prefer to have gluten-free bread or grape juice, that's available at the altar. Just step uh, right up to the altar to receive that. 
Uh, if you have a young person with you that you'd like them to receive a pastor blessing, uh, you can also just bring them to the altar. Happy, pleased to be able to, uh, to, to share in that uh, as well. And, of course, just follow the diagram. You folks over here will come to this aisle. Come on down. Your bread person's uh, right there. You'll go back via that side aisle. You folks in the middle here, you'll come also to that aisle. Come on down. Your bread person's right there. Bob, you go back via that side aisle. And then you folks, of course, will come to this aisle. Your bread person's right there. And you go back via that side aisle there. The table is ready. Sovereign still. 